Hey everybody, this is Justin Michael Williams with Motivation for Black People, interviewing young black creators and leaders who are making history today. And today, I have on the line Jeremy Irwin. Jeremy, say what's up. What up, what up? What up, what up? So everybody, you guys have to know Jeremy. <laughs> I love this man so much. He is not only creating... Oh, I love you back. Oh, I, I mean, he is not only creating so much magic in the world that I cannot wait to talk to you guys about, but... He's just an incredible person with such an amazing spirit that's really making moves in the black community. And um, Jeremy, if you don't know about him already, Jeremy is an entertainer, he's an actor, he's an, an entrepreneur, a creative entrepreneur that is the creator and producer of The Soul Spot, which is one of the biggest um, live concert nights that feature singers that are celebrity background singers and Grammy-nominated artists. Brandy has even been to the show and been tributed on the show, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So he ain't playing any games with his show here in Hollywood. That's amazing, <laughs> featuring literally some of the, the most amazing vocalists of, of our generation, of the millennial generation. Um, he's also an actor and an entertainer and just creating so much. And I think one of the reasons I'm excited to talk to Jeremy today um, is not only because this man is amazing and one of my great friends, but also because um, he's really created his own brand. He's really brought from the ground up, like from, from nothing, from a concept, has birthed something that's created opportunity for so many people in the community and has also created opportunity for himself and opened and created a door for himself and is really making moves in the black community so and in, in the entertainment industry at large. So Jeremy, if that wasn't a good enough intro for you, I don't know what is. <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> you did all of that. <laughs> I'm record that and use that for every intro. Oh my gosh! So, Jeremy, talk to us a little bit. Tell us, uh, uh, just for people who don't know you, a little bit about your story. Tell us about where you came from, who you are, because I know when people hear this, like he has the biggest, you know, Black Soul Night in Hollywood, and the biggest this, they just hear mm -hmm. the success. Tell us a little bit about what it's taken to get to this point. Um, well, I'm a good old Southern boy from Dallas, Texas. Um, grew up in a single-parent household, you know, lots of stepdads. Um, I love lots of stepdads. <laughs> lots of stepdads. Go ahead, mama. A lot of stepdads. <laughs> but, uh, and of course, in the church and stuff like that. So kind of typical, sadly to say, a typical black or urban uh, childhood. But I always had to dream about entertainment. It's always been there from either either, either singing or acting and in high school, I found myself already starting the producer-creator vibe. I had somehow thought, oh, we need a talent show at this school. We don't have a talent show. So I produced this thing that I called uh, Who's Bad, and it was more of a competition show. This was like right at the height of American Idol. So it was like our version of American Idol, and we had the rappers, the singers, the dancers, and then we would you know, have these judges to kind of give them critiques, and whoever won won a prize, something like that. But we couldn't even continue the show because our, our school was so rowdy that they got into a fight and all this right. stuff, so they had to cancel it. So we made lots of money. But anyway, that's how it all started. Um, I started there with the ideas and then went to college uh, to, do, to study acting. And once I graduated, I realized a lot of my classmates, we didn't have any gigs. We, we didn't have anywhere. We didn't have a resume. You know what I mean? So there was really no place for us to practice at our class and try to you know do something in the in the meantime while we're auditioning and trying to book stuff there's no place that we can go to to sing to act to whatever so we started the show uh, i started a show called jay irwin presents 
and it would just be me at a small venue promoting my friends. So either they're acting, they're doing monologues, they're doing poetry, they're dancing, they're singing. And I did that for a while, and it was horrible. The first show, no one came. <laughs> but I learned my lesson. Like, I did a show all the way in Santa Monica, and I was expecting college students to drive from, to find a way to drive, because no one had cars, from Hollywood all the way to Santa Monica, and then pay to come to the show that they didn't even know who was going to be performing at. So I kind of learned right then, like, you know, the, they had to cancel the show, the box office didn't make any money, I lost all this money, and all this, and I was, I mean, whoa, like, in tears it was it was really embarrassing it was it was all of this stuff so i kind of had a little breakdown and all that type of stuff but i learned location 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 know your audience no blah 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 so i kind of started learning my lesson then and i said i would never do it again but then i started the jail represent show at a closer venue that grew and then me and my friend umbre my brother umbre um we thought about expanding the j Irwin presents thing making it bigger we want a production and then that's when we sat around a dining room table and we created Soul Spot. Mm, this is amazing. So tell the people, for people who are wondering, what is the Soul Spot, right? And, and what's it all about? Talk, talk to us a little bit about this show right. so people can understand why it's so groundbreaking in the way that it is. Um, well, one, it was inspired by a show called The Floor, which is totally opposite of what we have. But it's, it's a show that is based in, with dance and improv music with a live band. And we went to the show and we realized by the time we went there, it had already been around for five years. So we're looking at this concept that has lasted for five years in Hollywood, and we were thinking, well, this could be something that we could do for singers, you know, have a uh, an improvised style night, kind of a jam session, but have featured artists up because we knew so many talented, like a list in their in their talent, maybe not in their uh, in their, their class, but in their yeah. talent, their mm -hmm. a list, right? But but we knew them, so we're like, <clears throat> we have the show like we have the talent we need to be putting them on a larger stage in the middle of hollywood at these big venues so we we kind of tagged on to that show and we studied them we worked with them for a while and then we started um we asked the venue if they would host our show we presented our show to them they loved it it was it started out as two bands on two different stages and that was the whole concept that was different from anything that had really been going on in hollywood so we did that for the first year, um, and I think the reason why it was kind of groundbreaking was because there was one at a club that not, that was not popular, that no one really knew about King King at the time in our, in our scene, the singer scene. So for us to bring this show to the middle of Hollywood at a venue no one knew about, they kind of all want to be a part of the new thing. And then it was a two-band, two-stage situation, so it was almost like this big fancy festival, but inside this raunchy, you know, uh, warehouse-like venue in the middle of Hollywood. So it's kind of just different from a, a lounge or, you know, a bar where you go and there's a stage and a mic and someone sings. Right. And the talent, the talent, the talent. The yeah. Talent. Talk to me talent. about the talent. Like who has been featured on this show? What are some of your favorite moments or people you want to talk about on this? So it's funny as I was yesterday, I was driving and I was just thinking about how many amazing people we've had on our show that just in the past six months have been on national TV and on these big competition shows. So um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, I think right now a lot of people know about Keisha Renee. And Keisha Renee was just on The Voice. She was the top eight of The Voice. Janice Freeman was also on The Voice this past season, top 12. And Eric Lynn Copeland was on The Voice this season as well. The previous season we had a guy named Kawan DeBose was on The Voice. 
uh, Johnny Manuel was on America's Got Talent. All these people have been at the soul spot, and they kill. Like they, this was all before this, and now the world, the world gets to see them now. But those moments when it was just at the soul spot, like a homey environment with your friends and family, and just feeling the vibes of what they give. And Duran Bernard, mm. Duran Bernard is kind of like a highlight of our show. He's um, Erica Badu's background singer, amazing artist in his own right. But the the really the biggest 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 person that when they first happened it was kind of um uh it was shocking that he did it. B Slade is what he goes by right now. He used to be called um Tone. He was a world renowned gospel singer, stellar award winning singer, Grammy nominated singer. And he did my birthday show for the first time. And this is someone that I had been knowing since I was like seven years old through the through the radio. So for him to agree to do my show, I realized, okay, we have made a mark here. Right. <laughs> like, right. there's someone who is willing to do my show because of what it, the show is. So thanks to the singers that I've listed before who kind of set the stage and gave us the reputation based on their amazing talent on our stage. Mm. That's kind of the highlights, I would say, from the talent that I've that we've been able to have on the show. Mm, this is incredible. And uh, talk to me, I think one of the things that's sticking out about what you said, and even from high school to now, um, that I don't know if you see this, but in definitely in you talking about it, I see it as something very unique, is obviously you're an entertainer as well and an actor and, and you sing and, and all this kind of stuff. But really what this is all birthed out of is this real spirit of giving and passion for uplifting and elevating other artists. And I think, I hope you recognize how special that is because everybody isn't as yeah. selfless in that way. So talk to me a little bit about why, first of all, why you even care enough to do that, you know, and also why right. it's important. Like, why do we need to be doing this for each other in the community? Why is it important? Well, why do I care enough? I didn't know at first that I did care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just knew that I loved music. I loved to sing. And I knew a whole lot of talented people that I just wanted to have on the stage and sing. And I guess it was always like, you can really sing. People need to hear this. And what I realized about a lot of people who have talents and gifts, they they don't have a business mindset behind it or, or a, a mindset that makes them want to push to be seen and mm. make sure that they're seen and put in places where they are. And so I felt like, okay, I have to be the one to let you know you need to be on this stage. You need to be seen. And then from that, whatever opportunities come will come. So I think in the beginning, it was just a passion for talented people. Like I kind of get off on talented people. It just does something to the inside of me. It's just like, damn, you are killing and you need to be seen and someone needs to see this. And I think it's important for us, especially in the black community, but period as artists, but especially in the black community, I think we need to just support each other more than critiquing mm. each other. And, mm. and Say that one more time. Say that one more time. You know what I mean? We need to support each other more than critiquing and competing with each other. Mm. And I think with, when we do it and when you when the audience feels that this is a supportive space, this is a space where we're not coming to judge, we're not coming to compete, we're coming to enjoy the talent and deliver a talent, then you feel that the energy in that space enhances whatever the show is. There are some shows where it seems like it's all about 
either the Hollywood vibe or it's about competition or cloud or egos or what have you. But at the Soul Spot, I just I try to create like a family vibe. So it seems like you're in the living room with family, but they can just sing their asses off, you know. And it's about support. And when when everyone's up there, no matter if they're Grammy nominated, no matter if they just got you know the open mic artist or whatever it may be, they all kind of have the same. Uh, they're on the same platform to kind of have the same advantage mm-hmm. with being in front of this audience and 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 being seen and being you know uh, appreciated. Yeah, no. So I think it's important to do that. It's important to do that. Yeah, no, this is so amazing. I think especially within the black community, we we are starting to see the surgence of, you know, black artists and black creators and black black leaders really helping to uplift and elevate and motivate and you know bring forth other black talent. Yeah. It's a wave that we're seeing happening yeah. right now. So it's so great that you're a part of that. Um, Amen. Glad to be able to provide the service. Amen. So um, one uh, <laughs> one of the questions that I ask, you know everybody on this podcast is about giving three tangible tools and takeaways that people can really uh, finish listening to the podcast and immediately see an impact on their lives. And one of the reasons why I feel inspired to do that with every interview person is because we hear these amazing stories of people like you who've, you know, come from Dallas in the situation, then created the biggest show, you know, in Hollywood. And then you know, all these different people we've interviewed and it they feel inspired, but they don't know what to do. They're like, okay, well, what do I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to actually mm-hmm. move something? So I would love for you to take the floor now and we'll obviously unpack these these tips a little bit and tell us what your three mm-hmm. three tips are for people listening. Um, all right, so let's start with people, kind of the creatives. So the people who aren't just singers or actors, but they kind of want to create events or create experiences. Um, I think it's important to do your research within that landscape, whatever that landscape is. So if you're trying to pr- to produce a singing event, you know, a concert series, you've got to do your research, you know, like what's popping in town, what came and what went, why did it leave, what was successful, what's still around, you know, and then figure out what are they doing? So what are their ticket prices or where is their show located? What do they offer in the show? You know, uh, what's the vibe like? What type of artists do they have? And then figure out where you fit into that. Like, what do you do that's either going to be extremely different or it's going to enhance what's there and give it in a different way? Because um, I don't feel like it's, it's kind of silly to do the same thing that someone else is doing in the exact way just to make money. So mm. I feel like that's the one thing. Know where you fit in in the community, but also it would be great to not go into it only expecting to make money. You know, I would, I would advise everyone to want to do it because that's a passion of theirs. They would do it for free, as they say, um, because half the time you will. <laughs> you will actually lose money more than make money sometimes. Um, so that's for the kind of the, the creatives. Know your space, know the landscape, do your research. <clears throat> and I think one, one of the things I want to actually unpack this one a little bit for before you move on. So okay. I think one of the things that I just read, I can't remember where I saw this. It was the other day, one of those things that like you scroll across on Instagram and you're like, oh, you know, that was good. But it's just... It said something about know know what industry you want to serve, research and mm-hmm. learn the history of that industry, and then learn how you can become mm-hmm. valuable to that industry. Yeah, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what it sounds like what you're doing. Because, but I think one of the things that's so interesting is about the way you spun that is it's knowing what's happening in the community so that you can make sure that you're providing something else 
right? Something valuable right. and something yeah. different and not just copying someone else's idea. Exactly. Because sometimes I think what was, I think what's great about timing and if you, if you surrender to timing, it'll all happen when it's supposed to, because I don't think our show would have been what it is or had its, had its success that it had in the beginning if we started when we created the show. It took us five years to actually produce the show from the moment we, we created it, <clears throat> created the concept. So had we came out at the height of R&B Live, which was the biggest show, or Foxhole Live, which was Jamie Foxx's show, had we came out in that landscape, we probably wouldn't have survived. You know what I mean? So I feel like you have to know at what point your thing is going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, do we even, are we even needed right now? Do we need this right now? Because we kind of have this or we have that. Do we need what I have to offer? Because then if you try to put it out at the wrong time, it could just not work. So yeah, know, know, the, know the whole community, know the whole scene and what's needed. This is beautiful. This is amazing, especially for those of the people listening out here who have these ideas for shows or concepts or, or really it's it's any idea for any creator who wants mm-hmm. to make something is yeah. learning the learning the history, doing your research and then learning how you can become valuable. Amazing. You were getting into your second tip before yeah. I totally interrupted you. So go ahead. What's the second tip? No, that was tip? great. We unpacked it. <laughs> so for the artists, so either actors or singers, and I'm, I'm mostly catering to singers because it's our show, but any artist, you, it is imperative, and I'm learning this more and more, I work with singers and different artists, it's imperative to have promotional material of some kind, have professional photos, have professional recordings, have professional videos, have recordings of you singing if you're a singer, have live video of you singing, because every day you're selling yourself to whatever project you want to be a part of. Even if someone comes to you, and ask you to be a part of their, their, their project or their event, we still need something to promote to the people. You know, so if we're putting together a flyer, we need a picture that makes sense. You know, we don't need a selfie. <laughs> it would be great to have a professional, high-quality photo that represents you in some type of way other than my friend took this at an event at, at night. We, we were, you know, right, drinking and my friend took a photo of me. Right. Right. Or, oh, I do have video, but it's from my cell phone from like five years ago and you can barely hit. It would just be good to have good material so that when you're presenting yourself and when you're submitting yourself to even be considered, that you have material that makes sense. No one's, I won't say no one, because if your talent is talent, it's going to, you know, surpass all of that. So it can, that can kind of be a, you know, an exception. Mm-hmm. But. For me, it looks good when you're working with people that are trying to submit yourself to have things that represent you as a quality artist. Right. Not just, oh, I can sing, put me on. Right. So that would kind of be for the artist and have, and, some, have an EPK of some kind. Yeah, and I'm just so curious as you're talking about this, like for the artist listening when they want to be involved in a show, like if, if I'm an artist and, and I'm looking to get booked on The Soul Spot or something like that, you know, and or show in my community, and I was coming to you. What do you look for as a producer? Um, I know you gave some of the things, like you want headshots, you want video, you mm-hmm. want this, but like really what do you look for in terms of the energy coming at you, the way they approach you, how to get, because I feel like there's so many artists who, they're like, okay, I know I need to get myself out there, but they don't even know the, right. the way to do it, <laughs> you know? That's actually really, really, I mean, a really, really good question. So <clears throat> I think, you first of all have to look at yourself as a company, as a brand, right? So um, when you submit, 
use proper grammar. <laughs> you, Listen. You know, good spelling. I mean, that's that's where we can start. I have, I've had people DM us on the Soul Spot Instagram, and they're like, you know, check out my new EP. I'd be dope on your show. That's not that's not the way to go for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. One, because you think that you're, you may assume that you are what we want for our show, but you're not, you know, and, and, and I think that's something to kind of talk about for a second. You have to know your role in, in each show, each event, like where do you fit in or in that, in that particular event? So for me, what I would look at is how do you approach your submission? Are you coming from a professional kind of mindset or, or an egotistical or um, cocky mindset, which is like, I'm dope, put me on your show. Um, because that can be a turnoff to me as a producer. It's kind of like, well, no, our show is really great, and we would love for you to be a part of it but with the right energy. Right. You know, and then, of course, we're going to look at, we want live performance clips to watch. I prefer not to hear your recorded material because that's not what we're going to hear when you're performing. We're not going to hear the recorded quality. We're going to hear live quality. So when you submit to us, submit a live performance link with the band in a live performance situation so that we can gauge how you are with the audience. You know, how do you actually perform? Because you may be able to sing, but you may not be able to perform. And mm -hmm. if we're building a show, we have to consider our audience. And what is our audience going to be seeing while you're on the stage? And they've paid money to see you. So definitely present yourself in a live performance link space. Know what to say in the email or in the, in the DMs if you do um, submit through the DMs. And um, provide quality material. Mm, I think what you said too, one of the things that really stuck out to me right now was similar to your first tip is knowing how your how I as an artist am valuable to your show. Like, where do I fit? So right. it's like, okay, well, yeah. I see that you have these kinds of artists, but I have this kind of music mm -hmm. that might really add this dimension. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, because there's been a lot of people who submit hip-hop stuff to us. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Keep clearing my throat. But... um. There's a lot of people who submit hip hop artists. They're like the manager submit, or they they are a hip hop artists and they submit their stuff to us. And then I kind of think, have you not scrolled through the, the the Soul Spot Instagram and seen what we actually do? Have you not seen the promo material? Have you not been to a show? We don't do hip hop, and it's not that we don't like hip hop, but that's just not the brand that we do. We do live music, singing performances that are you know high energy, but just not hip hop. So it's like you don't fit into this landscape per se right now until we expand our brand to include that which you will see, you will see when it happens but at this point hip-hop won't translate in this space you know what i mean yeah. so, I so think it's like why are you even reaching out your thing right or techno you know if you're if you're if your music techno all these genres are great and they work in their own uh environments but at the soul spot <laughs> that's not necessarily at this stage with this particular show what you can offer uh, and that would make sense in the, in the whole lineup, mm. you know, so you got to just be aware. And that kind of comes with, I think what I said earlier about having kind of a business mind. I think people who have a business mind can see, okay, this actually doesn't fit. You know, I'm not going to go as a hip hop artist and go to, go to first Corinthians Baptist church and say, put me on your service <laughs> or on your show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so I feel like you just got to know, be smarter. You know what I mean? Don't just be so, I'm dope, I'm dope, I'm dope. I have to be seen, I have to be seen, I have to be seen. Do your research. Know what you're getting into. Yeah. As a brand, as a company. Okay, this is amazing. And what's your third tip? Uh, just kind of life tip. Um, 
what I what I have learned here in good old Los Angeles is to kind of I've taken the I made the choice to take my time. So take my time to kind of be able to enjoy life and pursue what I'm trying to pursue, um, but give myself a balance so that along the way I haven't put so much into this dream of mine that changes. First of all, I think the dreams change and they can they can fluctuate throughout your life. I don't think you have to be open to it. That's one tip. But as as I'm focused on this dream, I haven't done anything that I enjoy. I haven't traveled. I haven't, you know, uh, worked at a specific job doing something that I kind of like to do as well to make me lots of money to be able to save and experience the world because I just have to do this singing thing. I have to do this acting thing. So everything that I do, everything that I breathe, everything that I see and touch, I have to be, it has to be catered to singing and acting, whatever. I think you have to have a balance. Um, mm. Surround yourself with people who are where you want to be or who are heading to where you want to be, but in a positive way and in a in a very kind of you-can-see-it way. Like, you, I can see that you're going to be great. I can see where you're going. Your energy is, it makes me feel encouraged to do what I'm trying to do. Or it pushes me because you're further than I am but we have the same type of uh, background and I know I can do what you're doing. I need to attach myself to that energy. Now, don't ride nobody's coattail, right. but attach yourself to the energy of somebody who is really in a lane that you're in or in the same type of mindset, the, you know, growth mindset or, you know, ambitious mindset. And um, if the road that you have to take is a slower road, but you get to enjoy the life that you're choosing to live, while you're still pursuing your dream, I would be okay taking the slow road. Mm. You know, I think we got a whole, we have a whole life, like we have a whole life to live that we can achieve all these things that we have set for us. And I think we start to get really discouraged and depressed um, when we put a timeline on every single thing, like everything, we put a timeline on it and we put all of our focus and attention on it. But if we just said, you know what, this is going to happen when it's going to happen, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be open to the things as they change, as they unfold. I'm going to be open to the universe. And mm. then just live. Just mm. live. Have fun. Mm-mm-mm. I'm Have over here with my, with my eyes closed just <laughs> listening to you preach to me. Okay? First Corinthians Baptist Church. Yeah. Listen, I'm just kidding. So, Jeremy Irwin has a new spot on your show. I mean, <laughs> on your service. <laughs> so, so, All of that. All you of know that. what, though? One of the things that um, you just said it just a line that came to me that um, one of my teachers, Brenda Villa, always says is um, how you get there matters. How you get mm-hmm. to the destination matters. And so the piece right. of it is like so much, so many of us see people on social media and we only see the instant results, the instant gratification of, of what yep. they're doing and the success. And we think we got to move so quick and we have to get there yeah. fast and we run ourselves to the ground and we get depressed and we get upset and we compare ourselves and we think we can't do it. And why is this not happening fast enough for me? And I think one of the things that you just mm-hmm. said was like, if even if it's a slower road, being present with the journey and how you get there, like mm-hmm. the how intact your mindset and your soul and your spirit are mm-hmm. when you arrive mm-hmm. is important, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're like, just like these teenage superstars, they get to this place that they want to get to so quickly, but they haven't even grown into the person that they're supposed to be with that platform. You know what I mean? With that reach, their mentality is still at a 15-year-old level, but they have the reach of a 50-year-old, but they're using it as a 15-year-old. Right. You know what I mean? Because they didn't choose to just, and they, not that they didn't choose, that was their life, but 
if you choose to grow with your dream, like I have to mature so that the, the dream that I have makes sense when I get it. The platform that I'm going to have when I reach these goals, I need to be prepared mentally and I need to have, you know, experiences that using that platform will benefit, you know, like I'm trying to think of like Oprah. I think about Oprah. Of course, everyone loves Oprah. <laughs> but I feel like she's always talked about embracing each moment, you know, and I think when we are so laser focused on getting to this goal by age 30 or by age whatever, we don't take the time to really embrace the moments. And then these moments kind of teach us a lot of things that we could use once we really get there. Because I feel like our, our accomplishments and successes, they are for us because they're our dreams, but they're really for other people. Because at the end of the day, it kind of, it, it benefits someone else in some type of way. Either you're providing a service that can change your life. You have a platform where you can say words that touch someone. And if you haven't developed, if you haven't experienced life, if you are so angry at life because you're so far behind in your head and you're just so mad and whatever, you get a moment to speak on an interview like this, you could be coming from such a jaded space because of your timeline that you're spewing negativity out on a platform where you could be spewing out positivity because you've chosen to go with the flow. You've chosen to experience life, have something to talk about, like have something to reach from. Um, but I, but it's also an everyday choice that you have to make. Like it's not easy. You can't just say, I'm going to take the slow road and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the slow road. Every <laughs> single day you have to say, okay, you know what? You know what? This did not happen. Why didn't this happen? I don't know why it didn't happen, but I know that I'm going to just live in this moment. I'm going to accept it. Like every day, every, you know this, Justin, every yeah. single day. You have to say, all right, I have to just surrender to the universe. You know, it, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. Let me just enjoy this moment. I've gotten to this point. Like yeah. with the Brandy tribute. I'm sorry if I'm ranting. No, you please. Go ahead. But, I'm living uh, for this. <laughs> like with the Brandy tribute, um, my whole life, well, not my whole life, I would say like 10 years before this moment, I had been Brandy fan down. Like Brandy, 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 Brandy. And I said, you know what? One day I'm going to do a show and we're just going to do all Brandy songs. Because that's just where I wanted to go. I wanted to honor this woman with just her songs. It had nothing to do with her being there. It was just I announced at our show, the next show is going to do all Brandy songs. So that turned into an actual tribute to her with her being there. And I was just, some, that whole road, like the six days, it happened in six days. So I got the, I got the announcement that, I could, that we would be able to do it. She would be there, blah, blah, blah. And it took us six, we only had six days to produce the show. So in those six days, I didn't have time to think about, oh, my God, this is amazing. What an amazing moment. I had to produce a whole show in six days. So that's all I was thinking about. It didn't hit me until the day after when I was watching, um, when I was looking at everyone's posts on their social media about the event and how everyone, all these singers were just saying, oh, my God, I just fulfilled a lifelong dream. Got to sing for my idol in front of her, sing her songs got to meet her, got to take a picture with her. She was so sweet. I cannot believe all this time I waited to meet her and I finally got to do it. And I'm thinking, this wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that I got to meet her and do these things. I provided a, an opportunity for other people for their dreams to come true. Mm. But had I had my mindset been what it was when I was younger, you know, had I produced this show when I was 21, I would have sang the whole show. <laughs> I would, nobody else would have been on the show. <laughs> nobody else would have been on the show. It would, it would just be me and my brother Umbre. We would have sang all her songs, and then that's that's it. 
But because I allow like the timing to happen, the growth to happen, I realize it's not about me. I want to honor this woman while she's alive. And I want these people that I know can sing down to be able to sing for her and give her an experience that she's never experienced. Because even she said in one of her posts, it was amazing to hear these songs saying that I've never even sang in my own sets, hear them sang live by people who admire me. Mm. I mean, it was just like, it's crazy stuff, but it just happened over time. And that process was actually um, a moment when our venue had closed down. So we didn't have a show from January of that year until this particular moment. So four months of me stressing, trying to figure out where we're going to have a show. Oh my God, the venue, we ain't got to have a venue. And then it all just came together at the last minute. Just timing, being in the moment, the little growth, little maturity, all of that made that moment so dope. Mm, 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 mm. If that ain't a testimony, I don't know what is. And it just, you know, <laughs> and knowing the, you know, knowing you and knowing the authenticity of where you're coming from and, and just that piece that you just said here of like, the the brandy tribute and what you wanted to do that didn't come from this thing of like oh let me do this because it's going to get me ahead it's going to get me successful it was like this is something mm-hmm. you just authentically loved like you authentically mm-hmm. wanted to yeah. do brandy songs because this is who you are and that's the story that you're able to tell as a producer of this show and so i think the more mm-hmm. authentic we are the more the universe is able to show up for us jeremy i i'm looking at our time and we're like right at our time i, I feel like we could talk to you for a whole nother hour but i have to ask you one right, more question right. um that i ask every single person as a surprise at the end of this interview so if knowing everything you know now, all the life lessons you've learned now and being in the moment and all the success that you've had, um, and I know there's much more to come and much more to learn, but with what you do know today, if you could look back and look into the eyes of a younger version of, of Jeremy Irwin living in Texas, and you could give him one piece of advice, what would that advice be? Oh, um... I guess I would have to say use everything that has happened and be open to what you don't know. Um, I'm thinking about, I say that because I'm thinking about at 14, my dad died out of the blue. He had an aneurysm. No, there was no lead up. There was no like, Oh, he's in the hospital. They're prepared for something. You know, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning to my mom telling me my dad died. Now I'm 14. You know, I don't know. I, I just, I did, wasn't expecting it, so it took me out. It took me out, and so I've kind of had to grow up, <clears throat> always feeling like, why is my life different, so different? And why didn't I get to grow up with the with a dad? And why didn't I get to have my dad in the house? And then my mom now is currently in a position where she's um, mentally leaving from the woman that I knew her to be, and I'm looking at these situations like, why me? Why me? But that the um, the drive that I get from it. Um, to take all of that energy, all the the hurt and all of that, and put it into being just the dopest, creative person, making the best entrepreneurial moves to benefit my life and, and hopefully hopefully help my mother's, you know, last years of her life. That gives me drive every day to just, you know what, you're different. Things didn't line up the way that they should have, but this is going to be better for your story. This is going to be better for your accomplishments because you know that you did it by yourself. You know what I mean? You made this happen based on all the other things that worked against you that could have took you out. Use that and actually be great. And then be open to everything that you don't know is about to happen. 
Mm-hmm. So I didn't know Brandy Tribute would happen. I didn't know, like, we have a festival that is coming up in, um, that we're going to do in the summer at City Walk. I never thought about doing a festival growing up. I was always thinking about performing at the festival. You know what I mean? But I'm now I'm open to the fact that, oh, I can actually produce a festival at Universal City Walk. And I have to be open to that dream, to that option, to that opportunity. But if mm-hmm. I'm so closed off, I'm only thinking, okay, I got to be this artist. I have to be this artist because that's what I went to school for. That's what I want to do. But if I'm open to it, I'm open to what I don't know is about to happen, then I can actually walk into that and, and have those moments kind mm-hmm. of, I guess, grow into whatever they're going to be. So mm-hmm. I would just say, take everything and be open to everything. This is amazing. Jeremy, thank you so much. And uh, it's just such an honor mm-hmm. to interview you in this context and bring your story out to people. And I know everybody listening is is super inspired by your journey and um, if, if you want to, I would love to give people some information for people who are interested in learning more about what you're working on or learning about Soul Spot or they want to come to one of the Soul Spots. Um, how do they look up information about what you guys have coming up next? So um, if you're on Instagram, which you should be, if you're not, you're under a rock, um, you can follow us at Soul Spot LA. Um, for our website, it's soulspotla.com. If you would like to submit yourself to be an artist uh, on our show, email soulspotla at gmail.com. And our next show is February 3rd at the Sayers Club in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but February 3rd, the first Saturday of February, we will be at Sayers Club. Doors open at 8 o'clock, and you can get tickets on our website, soulspotla.com, and hit the buy tickets link. Mm, Amazing. Jeremy, thank you so, so much. And uh, it's just such an honor to have you here. So thank you. Thank you for having me. And for everybody listening, thank you for taking this time out of your day to really motivate and inspire yourself just by you taking this time to listen. My hope is that you even took one thing that helps you to really move in the direction of your dreams. And if you haven't done so already, go to motivationforblackpeople.com. Just put in your email address and join our community of thousands of other black people who are looking to inspire and motivate their lives. We have interviews with young creators and leaders who are making history today. And we hope that each of these interviews is inspiring you to make history in your own way. This has been Justin Michael Williams, and I will talk to you on the next interview. Bye.